negativity, judgment, hate, illness, death. Life can be overwhelming at times, but what if I tell you that there's a safe space you can escape to? A house where you'll get your weekly shot of extra love. Are you ready to tune in? Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Let the Branson Brothers help you feel good. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Or good night. It's us, the Branson Brothers. Yes, we're here to administer you an extra shot of love. Still all the way from Bali. And we're in a new place. And um, it sounds a little like... Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. We can still give you that extra shot. Right, Andy? That's right. So every weekend, we got a new episode of Let Love Rule, the Feel Better podcast for you on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, uh, on TuneIn, and on... What else? And iTunes, <laughs> of course, and iTunes. And what do we have in store for you today? Well, it's a, a new year, a new format. Yes, we are changing it up a little. Uh, how about one guest for the whole show? Somebody Annie produced, so I don't know it beforehand, and it's a surprise for me and for you. We still have saved some of the segments, though. Yes, true, true. Uh, like uh, what we love and what would love do, and flipping the love song to activate your self-love. So that's all still here, but we have one guest. So uh, who's our guest today, Andy? Someone I found on Facebook. Really? Really. Uh, okay. Cool, let's do it. That and so much more in the next 40 minutes. But first, it's time for the Feel Better News compiled by my dear brother Andy. Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Let love rule. This is the Feel Better News. Have you seen the Golden Globes? Or have you been on social media afterwards? Well, then you didn't miss Oprah Winfrey's speech. And because it's so good, we decided to play it for you one more time. In 1964, I was a little girl sitting on the linoleum floor of my mother's house in Milwaukee, watching Anne Bancroft present the Oscar for Best Actor at the 36th Academy Awards. She opened the envelope and said five words that literally made history. The winner is Sidney Poitier. Up to the stage came the most elegant man I had ever seen. I remember his tie was white and of course his skin was black and I'd never seen a black man being celebrated like that. And I have tried many, many, many times to explain what a moment like that means to a little girl, a kid watching from the cheap seats as my mom came through the door 
bone tired from cleaning other people's houses. But all I can do is quote and say that the explanation in Sydney's performance in Lilies of the Phil, amen, 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 amen. In 1982, Sidney received the Cecil B. DeMille Award right here at the Golden Globes, and it is not lost on me that at this moment, there are some little girls watching as I become the first black woman to be given the same award. It is an honor. It is an honor and it is a privilege to share the evening with all of them and also with the incredible men and women who've inspired me, who've challenged me, who've sustained me and made my journey to this stage possible. Dennis Swanson, who took a chance on me for AM Chicago. Quincy Jones, who saw me on that show and said to Steven Spielberg, yes, she is Sophia in the color purple. Gail, who has been the definition of what a friend is and Stedman, who's been my rock, just a few to name. I'd like to thank the Hollywood Foreign Press Association because we all know that the press is under siege these days, but we also know that it is the insatiable dedication to uncovering the absolute truth that keeps us from turning a blind eye to corruption and to injustice. <laughs> to, to tyrants and victims and secrets and lies. I want to say that I value the press more than ever before as we try to navigate these complicated times, which brings me to this. What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. And I'm especially proud and inspired by all the women who have felt strong enough and empowered enough to speak up and share their personal stories. Each of us in this room are celebrated because of the stories that we tell. And this year, we became the story. But it's not just a story affecting the entertainment industry. It's one that transcends any culture, geography, race, religion, politics, or workplace. So I want tonight to express gratitude to all the women who have endured years of abuse and assault because they, like my mother, had children to feed and bills to pay and dreams to pursue. They, they, they're the women whose names we'll never know. They are domestic workers and farm workers. They are working in factories and they work in restaurants and they're in academia and engineering and medicine and science. They're part of the world of tech and politics and business. There are athletes in the Olympics and there are soldiers in the military. And there's someone else, Reese Taylor. A name I know and I think you should know too. In 1944, Reese Taylor was a young wife and a mother she was just walking home from a church service. She'd attended in Abbeville, Alabama, when she was abducted by six armed white men, raped and left blindfolded by the side of the road, coming home from church. 
They threatened to kill her if she ever told anyone. But her story was reported to the NAACP where a young worker by the name of Rosa Parks became the lead investigator on her case. And together, they sought justice. But justice wasn't an option in the era of Jim Crow. The men who tried to destroy her were never persecuted. Reese Taylor died 10 days ago, just shy of her 98th birthday. She lived, as we all have lived, too many years in a culture broken by brutally powerful men. For too long, women have not been heard or believed if they dared to speak their truth to the power of those men. But their time is up. Their time is up. Their time is up. And I just hope, I just hope that Reese Taylor died knowing that her truth, like the truth of so many other women who were tormented in those years, and even now, tormented, goes marching on. It was somewhere in Rosa Parks' heart almost 11 years later when she made the decision to stay seated on that bus in Montgomery. And it's here with every woman who chooses to say, me too. And every man, every man who chooses to listen. In my career, what I've always tried my best to do, whether on television or through film, is to say something about how men and women really behave, to say how we experience shame, how we love and how we rage, how we fail, how we retreat, persevere, and how we overcome. I've interviewed and portrayed people who've withstood some of the ugliest things life can throw at you, but the one quality all of them seem to share is an ability to maintain hope for a brighter morning, even during our darkest nights. So I want all the girls watching here and now to know that a new day is on the horizon. And when that new day finally dawns, it will be because of a lot of magnificent women, many of whom are right here in this room tonight, and some pretty phenomenal men fighting hard to make sure that they become the leaders who take us to the time when nobody ever has to say, me too, again. Thank you. You're listening to Let Love Rule. Branson Brothers. So we're sitting here, um, me and Andy. Andy? <laughs> yeah. And Dog, Dog Walton. 
in uh, Ubud, Ubud Bali, in the nest. This is a beautiful place, dog. It's gorgeous, it's, isn't it? It's, 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 how did you get here? What happened? I don't how did know. you do? I don't know. You just found it? Like, yeah, it just shows up. Really? Everything just shows up. Wow. It's, it's really beautiful. People, you should see it. Well, you can't, but you can hear it a little bit. So I guess that's the only thing that we can do right now. Mm. Uh, Doug, um, Andy discovered you on Facebook, and, and that's why we're here, because Andy loves you. I, and, I do, I do. And I love you too. <laughs> so we're doing what we love with you. And um, but, but I don't know anything about you. I, I saw you writing on Facebook, and you, what you write on Facebook on your personal account is actually very beautiful. Usually uh, we read stuff, but we don't read long uh, stuff on Facebook, on social media. That's how we're kind of wired right now. But I don't know, it, it touches us. And, and so on a, on a limb we decided, let's see if we can get in touch with Dog and go to Dog and, and put Dog in what we love. So now you're in what we love on Let Love Rule the Feel Better podcast. I'm, I'm honored. Yeah, well, we're honored as well. So thank, thank you so much for your time. Um, but but we did an introduction already in the beginning of the show, but it's always better to ask uh, yourself in this case, who are you? Who am I? Um, I'm just a traveler. I just am. And uh, I've been traveling for, I'm a drifter. I've been traveling for two years without any plan. That's like Andy and me. Yeah. We're kind of traveling also. Now we ended up in Bali. Ooh, yeah. That's what I said. I don't know how I got here. That's interesting. I, I just travel, I go with what I call the, the, the drift, the push and the pull of the universe. Uh, sometimes it's a push because a visa expires, so All right, right. <laughs> then we're next. It's, that's a kick. Yeah. That's a kick, so yeah. we're next. Sometimes yeah. it's a pull of some friends call me up and say, hey, why don't you come here? And I, I will, but if someone tells me where to go, then I'll probably not go there. Okay, so how, how did that happen, though? I mean, it's, you, probably, been, you, you, you haven't been a drifter all your life. No, two years. Well, yes, actually, yeah. it's really been a drift the whole life, yeah. but uh, true. It, it started when I was probably 19 years old when someone told me God was perfect, perfect in every way. And I said, really? And they said, well, yeah, perfect in every way means perfectly evil as well, right? And I said, oh. it didn't compute for me. It was unknown to think that way, mm -hmm. especially at 19. So I said, I want to spend my life figuring out how God's perfect. And so I turned to science. Science showed me that indeed he is perfect. Mm -hmm. Everything is perfect. And what kind of science are we talking about? Quantum physics. Okay. And so the basic premise is, I'll, I'll make this real quick, is that everything is a wave or a particle, except at the quantum level. Quantum is the most discrete unit that we as humans can find. It's below an atom. And down there, things get really strange. A wave can be a particle. A particle can be a wave. They could be either. They could be both. They are what they have to be. So the question then became, I said, well, what makes them what they have to be? It turns out, and the science says, they are what they are at the point of observation. Mm -hmm. It's nothing more than what you see. And I said, huh, so if I look at everything as perfect, then it can only be perfect. And what I found, as I've been doing this, is how can you not love everything when everything's perfect? Right. You know, people told me, I was always told, your life's a gift, your life's a gift. And it is. Mm -hmm. So everything in this life is just for me. And, and if it's a gift for me, what is it going to be? It can only be perfect. It doesn't mean everything that happens I'm going to feel good about because it gives me a lesson and an experience to grow. So in the end, it's always perfect. It's anyhow. always perfect. Yeah. And so this last part of the journey, so that was my perfect journey where I traveled all the states in the United States, meeting people. Learning. Because you're from the United States? Yes. And, yes. and where, where, what's the... Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. Okay. And so... so um, I left Denver and went around the United States meeting people and experiencing lessons. 
and I, I wasn't there to see anything. I didn't need to see this statue or this mosque. Mm -hmm. I was there to experience the people, the love, and what showed up. So I did that, and I said, I can make perfect every day. I knew that's not even a question anymore. Yeah. Everything is perfect. So I said, well, now it's time to go to the unknown. I know this. So let's go to the unknown. So that's when I left the United States in October to go to the unknown and experience it, right, and shift my reality. And for a while, things go, oh, man, that seems surreal. Mm -hmm. Things would seem surreal. But of course, I said, of course they have to seem surreal. If I'm shifting a reality, <laughs> the new stuff is surreal because it's been unknown to me. And, and so I, I shifted that, and I'm just in love with everybody. Mm -hmm. the, the beggar ladies, you read that story. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in uh, What We Love Do. Yeah. Because you're staying the whole show. So oh, we got perfect. a grueling, grueling dilemma for you there, and you explained very well on, on Facebook and social media. That's actually how we got here. Yeah. So, yeah. Perfect. Let's not talk about that yet. Okay. <laughs> not yet. If you go back to what I originally said about the materials, uh, uh, waves and particles, it is what you see. So if you see your life as a struggle... It's only going to be a struggle. Things are going to show up that you're going to struggle over. Mm -hmm. You'll have a car accident. You'll get a ticket. Things to struggle about. That's mm -hmm. what you want. Because my life, that's what you state to the universe. I, my life's a struggle. Okay, here you go. I state my life is perfect. Mm -hmm. And only perfect shows up for me. Every person I meet, they're in that vibratory field. And I just haven't, I've been warned and people try to put their fears on me. So I've gone through a process of releasing all fears really really hard mm. yeah because it's, it's easy to talk about all this stuff but i guess you had a job or you need money or how well, does, I, I, like I, the earthly things that we all encounter but how does that work <laughs> what do you do things just show up for me that's nice i i i, I worked in a career uh -huh. but even in the career what was that career i was in technology okay and even in that career i practiced you know i was a manager and and corporate America and all the uh -huh. same old stuff and I practice even with my people hey, I don't matter mm -hmm. I really don't right 110 billion people have walked this planet best estimates what am I out of the 110 billion I'm not even a statistical significance I don't matter but yet I do right and again the duality and your you matter <laughs> right? well to me I'm all that is yeah. <laughs> you are all that yeah. is to you right yeah. the same yeah. with each of us yeah but if we go inward and, and see ourselves and being able to not judge ourselves. We are able to open up outward. But it's until we go inside that we can. If we're always looking outside and getting stimulated by fear, we, we engulf ourselves in the fear matrix. I'm worried about money. I'm worried about that. That's all fear. There, there's always a, a, a catalyst moment there. What, what happened or... Uh... Or maybe there wasn't a capitalist moment. Well, there was maybe maybe it was something that you were growing into. I mean, was, I've been growing into it yeah. since I was 19, right? Yeah. But there was a catalyst at, the, at my job where things were just getting really, really uncomfortable for me. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. And I said, you know, maybe it's time for me to just move on. Right? I want to be where I'm wanted. I don't know what I want. And so after I left my job, first I thought, well, maybe I'll get another job. <laughs> I don't have enough money. The truth is, you always have enough money. If you look at it the other way, you'll never have enough money, right? It's how you fear things. There wasn't a really a defining moment other than me leaving the job and saying, geez, I was alone, I, I, I had gone through a divorce, my kids were growing, taking care of themselves, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. I said, well, I'm going to be a drifter. So I started on the road alone, 
I drifted and saw a nephew of mine and then drifted across the country, saw a friend of mine, went backpacking in the mountains in, in Washington, really got close to, a lot of time to think by myself. Mm -hmm. And then I drove around by myself all the West Coast, Santa Fe, all these other spots that were really cool and learned from everybody. But everywhere I went, I was getting upgrades, I was getting free meals, here, stay for free here, everything was perfect, perfect yes. And I went to San Diego, and I was staying on the beach, and I was talking to homeless people. And I, I met a woman, I wrote a story about her, and um, I invited her to lunch, and she was a younger girl, and she had a hoodie on, and the hoodie pulled over her head, another big jacket, a hat on top, and I said to her, I said, man, you look really scared. I said, you have a lot of fear. And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I said well, what? What's, what's the fear from? She said, well, I owe a lot of people money. Oh, I said, for what? She said, well, they all got me high. I said, okay. I said, well, maybe you could find a some way to pay them back and get rid of the fear. And she looks at me and she says, I like the fear. Mm. And bang, I said, who am I to judge what her perfect is? Right. If that's her perfect. I said, you know what, have a nice meal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was worried because it was a $12 cheeseburger basket and she was worried about the $12. I said, no, it's all okay. Mm -hmm. And then she said something interesting to me. And I talked a little bit about the science, you know, quantum entanglement, superposition. She goes, she goes, you know, it's funny because the other day, two days ago or a week ago, I prayed that I could talk with a scientist. I said, well, here I am. Nice. <laughs> and in that same trip, I met a guy who told me all these fanciful stories. How he was this and that. And from what we know, you would have said he was crazy. And I looked at him and I said, all that's real to him. That's what he sees. Mm -hmm. It has to be real. Mm -hmm. That's his perfect. Yeah. I can't really judge that. No. So I, I learned so much about that and how I could work with a homeless person and show them how even their life was perfect just for them. And they had to start seeing it. And once they see it, they can start lifting their vibration and changing to more of what they want. And it just comes. You know what's perfect? The segue that you just created. <laughs> Because really, in our next segment that we can just go to just right like, like this, Is, uh, is It started with uh, uh, Andy and me walking around in L.A., uh, Venice Beach, actually. And um, we were uh, confronted with uh, a lot of homeless people. More than ever, actually, before. We've been there many times. And it was I think it was um, in September. Just uh, uh, 11 episodes, 12, 10 episodes of Let Love Rule Ago. And so we were thinking we, we got to do something with, with uh, that uh, for the show, with, with the, the theme Homeless homeless people, and we we started it in, in, I think, episode two or three, I don't know, people you got to listen to find out, uh, or Andy, do you know? I'll put it on our Facebook page, Let Love Rule. Cool. <laughs> love Andy. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why I have Andy. <laughs> <laughs> love him. So, um, and, but, but we didn't know, we were in the what would love, what would love do, what, 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 what so, can we do, and so on. And it, it was very hard somehow, because... We wanted. We were open. We wanted. Uh, we wanted to give, give acknowledgement, give love, give money, uh, do something. But sometimes we we were scared also, mm -hmm. because not all homeless people look very nice or uh, act very nice or and so on and so on. So we were very puzzled about what what can we do with that. Then we did. A, we were like, okay, we're going to do this and let love rule. And then we skipped it and skipped it and skipped it until we read uh, your Facebook page about um, the ladies living on the streets here 
uh, you call them the ladies of uh, Motor Gang. Yeah, that's the sound that they live in. Yeah, so so people go to Facebook, uh, Dog Walton. Yeah, they're and global, so everybody can see that. Yeah, and listen. Uh, no, read read that that post because. Um, it's very touching. Can I tell you one other home story? Well, here we are. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Who doesn't need an extra shot of love? Heck, I know I do. Sometimes you have to be an observer, too, right, to see truth. And so, again, I was in Mission Beach. And uh, there's a patch of grass, then the beach, and some of the guys will sleep on the beach, the homeless. And there was a guy laying on the beach, and he was just starting to wake up from a groggy night of chemically induced fun. And I was watching him, and here comes this real nice couple. And they're bringing him breakfast. Mm -hmm. He had a spoon and a fork and a little napkin, and there's eggs and bacon in a little plastic container, and they go to give it to him. And he kind of looks at them. A very ungrateful look. Right? And, I, and I'm thinking a couple things. And they go, one, how perfect. He gets breakfast delivered. Right? That's just perfect. But he gave them nothing and and what i was thinking was because sometimes we give we expect something like give me some gratitude back and when you have expectations when you give you get nothing yeah and so when they were expecting because i watched them walk away disappointed uh right and 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 i said oh that was perfect for them what a perfect experience because they too got to learn that you can't have expectations when you give to the homeless and just like the ladies of Multigang on the, the, the Facebook post, this guy served a purpose. He wasn't selling anything, or mm -hmm. he was giving an experience. A, a, a learning experience. A learning a good experience. one, actually. Yes. It, we, we talk about unconditional love all the time. I mean, That's you give love without expecting uh, anything, anything back. back. Same thing here. You give a breakfast without expecting anything. unconditional breakfast. Just set it down and leave. But yeah. they wanted to wait until he could... Pick it yeah, up from yeah, them, yeah. so they can understandable. I mean, of course. Well, that's because we have expectations. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what we were taught, but that's not truth. The truth was, he was serving them. They weren't serving him the breakfast. He was serving them and, a lesson and about giving. If they, the thing is whether they could see it or not. Well, probably at some point, hopefully. But there's a, there's another lesson there. Um, what would be the lesson for him? His lesson. He was serving. And, and obviously they served him breakfast, what he needed, because we all get what we need. Mm -hmm. And so I had to say, he got what he needed, a breakfast. They got what they needed, a lesson. Right. Everybody wins. So it is perfect. perfect. <laughs> Going back to uh, the homeless uh, ladies over here. I, I, I've, I, we, we've seen them also here. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, uh, uh, um, I think it was two years ago, Andy, uh, you, you, you made pancakes for them, right? <laughs> I did. And so, oh, wow, look at that. That might be a monitor. He's just showing up for us right now. You think that's a gecko? Is that no, a... that's not a gecko. No, that's, that's bigger. A that's a monitor. Uh, at least the people can't can't can see it, but they'll <laughs> hear it through us. He's a big boy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So so we brought them pancakes, and then we had uh, uh, the same experience as what we read that you had, kinda, and the same interaction and the same the same thing. Um, well, there was two parts of the story. Well, yeah. Uh, the gecko's complaint was the other story that I wrote about him. The first one was, I'd walk by them every day, and they just hold out their hands saying money. money. And I've been told by the different Westerners, don't give money, you'll perpetuate yes. the problem. They've made too much money. Who can judge whether they make mm. too much money, right? Mm. Mm. Do you make too much money? Yeah. We get what we need. Yeah. And so I stop every morning, and I would bless them. 
and try to lift them up. I'd say hello, and I'd start shaking their hands. And pretty soon they stopped asking me for money, and we just smiled. And, and so I would do that every day. And I came to the conclusion that they were really serving everybody that walked by. All the people that ignored them. They saw them, mm -hmm. but they kept their heads straight ahead, and they were thinking, mm -hmm. and they were feeling. Oh, don't look, don't look. I might have to give money. A lot of it was fear-based. Yeah. Guilt, that's fear, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I have too much. They don't have anything. Yeah. Right? Judgment. Oh, they're lower than somebody else. They're just bums. Yeah. All that different judgment. They were given that. Mm -hmm. They were giving it away and taking it from mm -hmm. everybody. And I thought, how amazing. That's actually a job. And they're there 12 hours a day doing that. If you tell me that's easy work, I would like to see you do that, right? And, and I loved them all. And we'd bring fruit and food to them. Yeah. But, but I didn't give them money. And, and the other day, I was always hanging out with this little boy. So I went to the bookstore and I bought this book called The Gecko's Complaint. It's a Balinese story about people who are so quick to judge, but they overlook their own shortcomings. Right. And I went down there one day. He wasn't there. Two, three days went by and the kid's not there. It's usually the same mother and the same kids. Finally, I went there. There he is. I, I'm so happy. I pull off my backpack. He comes running over, smiling. I give him the book, Gecko's Complaint. The other kids around start coming, wanting to grab at it. He turns his back so he can look at it. And then I go about my business. And I come back down about an hour later. I'm walking down. And I see over in the corner, it looked like ripped pages from the book. And I didn't understand. You know, maybe they just didn't have no use for it. And then I looked closer, and it was a paperback version of the same book. And the two books were both there. And I was like, well, wait a minute. What's this mean? Mm -hmm. and, and I knew I gave it with love, but obviously I was expecting at least some happiness or something, I guess. I still had expectations, right? I said, they didn't need me. They got what they needed. They didn't need me. It was my need. <laughs> Right? That I needed yeah, to give yeah, it to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They didn't need me for anything other than to give them and greet them right. every morning and say, Hello, I love you. You're doing a good job. You are loved. And maybe that's not even necessary. It's not. You right. just have to be present. Yeah. But, but presencing does stuff. Mm -hmm. When you're close to people, you do raise vibrations. That's true. Yeah. You can shift the energy in a room. You've seen that. Mm -hmm. I've seen it all yeah. the time. I can walk into a room and change the energy. Mm -hmm. and, and so by being present, you do do that. And that is part of our function of just being. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything. Right. And, and so if you realize that and you let go of your own guilt for having too much or having a better life than them and just be with them and just smile without any judgment in your heart and only love, you will raise their vibration and you carry on. And that's a mission. Because whether we want to believe it or not, everybody serves everybody else. And, and no matter who you meet, it's like that. Now, one other point I just kind of wanted to make about love and everything for you in life, if everything is for you, then that could mean that there's no coincidences. <laughs> so don't discount the people who you run into and say, oh, that's a coincidence. It's not. The meaning of life is what we give meaning to. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Let the Branson Brothers help you feel good. So, Doug, um, we're still sitting here with you in, in, in beautiful uh, Ubud Bali in, in a place called The Nest. The nest of that, that big, um, I, I don't know what it was. Lizard. <laughs> I don't know. It was really big, dog. I don't know. Uh, it's gone now. Um, 
We want to do a little workshop with you right now, uh, just to inspire everybody else. We got we got this self love challenge uh, going on, uh, and we call it hashtag flipping the love song. So it's a fun, somehow uh, maybe for some people awkward way to activate self love in a big way, and uh, we want to do it with you. See uh, okay. if, if you're if you're up to it. If not. I love myself, totally so it's not a problem. Well, I don't know. We we'll just wait until you see what you have to do. Okay, all let's right. give it a try. All right, so first of all, I want to ask you, what is your uh, favorite love song all time? The one that maybe was at, at your proms or at your marriage or maybe when you were 25 and you were singing it for somebody else as a serenade. I don't know. There's, there must be a love song out well, there. Well, right now, today, I would have to say it's the love song called I Do. I Do? I Do? I Do. Which Oh! I do. Great segue. Everything was perfect. Great segue because we saw a post about uh, a Vietnamese uh, yeah. boy that you met who sang for you guys, for you and your wife yeah, my in Vietnam. Yes. And uh, Just now, for us. now he's on The Voice, right? Yeah. Let's have a listen. My whole world changed from the moment I met you And it would never be the same Felt like I knew Such a nice man, such a, and, and it's just things, he's, I've just watched him grow so much how, how three do, months. How, how did you meet him? Just like on the street? No, we were staying at the Sofitel Hotel, and he would play music along the pool Oh, three nights a week Cool. Uh, for one hour, and the night we got there, his amp broke and everything, and there was only a few people, so he pulled right next to our table. And we were with a couple other Vietnamese friends, and he played the whole night for us. Beautiful. We took him to dinner. Wow. Uh, we just had a great time. I talked to him a little bit about Perfect, and, and he saw that. And he, you know, we told him how to be more confident, and he was just, he's just, he's just loving himself and loving what he can do, and he loves music, and he doesn't do it for money. He does it out of love. Yeah. Haven't met such a more loving person. That's so beautiful. And he's on, he's on The Voice in Vietnam now. Yeah. Like, is he, is he, uh, he's selected? a contender. Really? Yeah, so he's a contender. Cool. That's so cool. Anyhow, so that's a good love song. Um, because I've listened to it and, and he played it for me at home just before we left. Yeah, yeah that's that's amazing. <laughs> Boy, Andy's right on top I, of it. I love Andy. <laughs> thank you so much, Andy. You and me. Oh, th thank you, brother. What's not the love brother. of Andy? Dog, now you gotta look up the lyrics online on Google. Do you find them? I'm not finding the lyrics of the song that I want. I'm finding a different I do. Everything I do. Brian Adams, maybe. I know some of them. I know the part that says, everything was perfect. <laughs> so Doug is now going on. That, that's what you can do at home, too. When you find your love song, you go online and look up the lyrics. So you can type in Google lyrics and then the name of the song, and then it usually pops up. I can't sing. Wait, 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 we didn't talk about, we didn't say anything about singing yet. Okay, good. We're just step two now. This is the song, right? So, my whole world changed from the moment I met Yusuf. Okay. It would never be the same. Okay, so say that again without, okay. Thank you. All right, what, what's the lyrics? My whole world changed forever when I met you, and it will never be the same. Okay, so now, 
It's called hashtag flipping the love song. So what do we do? We change all the U's into me's. And now the same lyrics, but switch it, flip it. My life changed forever the day. <laughs> That's actually very beautiful. I know. My life changed forever the day I met me, and it will never be the same. That's beautiful, right? Beautiful. You want to hear step three? Step three. Yeah, so we, we ask the people at home to take a mirror, look at themselves, and sing the song to themselves. Oh, perfect. To make it powerful. Because this has been an external feeling, and by just flipping and reversing it, the love song becomes a love song for yourself. And by doing it in the mirror to yourself, oh, it's powerful. It activates self-love. And that's what we do. That's perfect. Flipping the love song. So I'm not going to put you on the spot right now and, and ask you to sing it for us. I can't sing though, it. Though we, we have people singing it also. Last time we had Naomi singing uh, All I Want for Christmas is Me, which is perfect. Right. Me, me, uh, Annie and me did uh, uh, Hello from Lionel Richie. Is it me I'm looking for? We sang that in the rice food together. So, but we're not putting you on the spot. If you don't want to sing, I can't. You sing. can do it. It doesn't matter. But do it at home tonight in front of the mirror and feel it. That's Perfect. flipping the love song. That is a beautiful thing. Thank you, dog. Thank you. You're listening to Let Love Rule with the Branson Brothers. So we we thought it would be fun to um, every episode have a question from the universe and ask whoever's in front of us that question. And, and you inspire us with your answer and people at home listening can answer the question for themselves. First question is, what is your first impression of yourself? Perfect. If I have to make a judgment of myself, I'm going to make perfect. Does that mean there's some things that I would not want to change? Yeah, I've got things that I want to change. But it doesn't mean they're not perfect, because I've learned through each lesson. I've learned through each of the things. So I can't say that even, even I might not like them, that they weren't perfect. Mm -hmm. So your first impression of yourself is perfect. It's perfect. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank and everybody at home, uh, ask yourself, I mean, take that same mirror that you've used for flipping the love song, and uh, ask yourself, what is uh, my first impression of myself? Because that answer will teach you something of where you are right now in your life and maybe what you can do to improve or change or, or enhance or, or maybe leave it at that. I don't think you need to change the perfect here. The perfect is kind of a good place to be at. So, there, there used to be an old Christian Judeo thing that says judge how you want to be judged. Mm -hmm. If you judge everything is perfect, yeah. I think you're covered. That's true. And, and no one's done anything wrong. You're all, all able to be loved. You're all able to be saved, if it's you true. will. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is they have to quit judging what they perceive or what they taught they were done wrong. Yeah. They have to quit judging. Well, you're the man that does this. You're the introvert. That's not true. Mm -hmm. It's all lies. You're only an introvert because everybody told you that. Yeah. That's a collective forcing something on you. And you started telling yourself. Step outside of that. Yeah. Don't believe it. It's yeah. a lie. You are perfect. Anything anybody wants to tell you otherwise is a lie. You are perfect. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Len. Thank you. Anytime We're done. come by. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Hungry for more inspiration and motivation? 
head over to pureloveradio.com and grab your free copy of the introductory audiobook Superwise Me, Law of the Heart by Lynn Branson and Power of the Heart author-filmmaker Batiste de Papa. Want to meditate some more? Subscribe and get access to all of the Love Activation Meditation videos. That's www.pureloveradio.com for more wisdom and love. Well, that's it, Andy. Yeah. New format. Did you like it? I, I love that. I love that, that that dog. That was such a nice conversation I had with him. It was well produced, Andy. Oh, thank you, brother. <laughs> so, who are we going to talk to next week? Uh, we're going to have one guest again. Yeah, one one guest. Um, I'm still producing it. Uh, also, somebody from Facebook. Uh, you got to wait. You'll see. You'll see. Okay, we'll see. So, be there next week. Tune in. iTunes, SoundCloud. Stitcher, tune in for more Let Love Rule the Feel Better podcast. Who doesn't need an extra shot of love? Heck, I know I do.